In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh, and with me is uh, my uh, time-traveling companion, my Doc Brown to my Marty McFly, my guy who shows up whenever I quantum leap into another body. What was his name? That's who That's who Travis Ratz is for me. That's who I've got with me, the one and the only. Josh, we've got to go back and restart this episode of the podcast. Travis Ratz here. <laughs> I you I you peaked so much on that Doc oh, Brown. Uh, that Let's do- just restart. No, it's, it's, it's a no, it's, thing. I'm just saying we're good. We're in it. We're in it. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I dive deep Josh. into graphic novels. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> where we dive deep into graphic novels or trades, or on an episode like this one, we just shoot the breeze on sort of pop culture things ideas, movies, TVs, all of those things. On the last episode, we did a comic book club where we talked about Love Everlasting uh, by Tom King and Elsa Chartier. The story of love, time traveling, time loops, all these things, right? And that got us thinking, why don't we talk about time travel? Because you know what media loves, Travis? Oh, time travel. Time travel stories. How many time travel stories are you? We could we could just do an episode on what the hell is going on in Terminator. We could just have a discussion about the time traveling weirdness of Terminator, and that would be good enough. But yeah. we're just gonna, we're just we're just going all out. We're talking we're talking time travel in pop culture, and I think Travis, how I want to start this, and tell me if you want to start it a different way, okay. but I don't care. Here's how I want to start it. What is your favorite? time travel story movie tv show well josh i'm 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 i i feel like this i need this i need you to to tell me that it's gonna be okay because i i'm i'm getting to the point with time travel and here's the thing i i i've realized with time travel movies and stories is you you look at time travel movies and stories like back to the future terminator you named a few in there these are huge tentpole franchises and stories that we all love However, I'm quickly realizing that I'm loving these stories despite time travel. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of, of all these different time travel rules and things like that. And I, I think yeah. I discovered this in watching Loki season two, where I'm just like, time travel, time travel, I don't want to say rules or pageantry is not a substitute for story people. And I feel that sometimes <laughs> of late the, in the sci-fi community, we are using time travel as a way to extend stories past their ripeness where it's like, Hey, do you like, Oh wait, didn't you just do that? And they're looping it. And I'm, 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 I'm having some real issues with it, Josh. <laughs> I think I, I will agree with you. But you didn't answer my question. I know. So let's start in a happy place. Let's start in a happy place. What's what's your favorite time travel um, movie, story, TV show? What is it? Oh boy, uh, do you have one off the top of your head? Uh, so um, for me, I have. I'm gonna I'm gonna do two. When I was a kid, my mom was really into sci-fi and really into movies, and the 
um, Time Machine, the H.G. Wells movie, the Time Machine with the Morlocks underground. And it's not the one that they redid, but the original, like, 70s one. I was going to say, 60s yeah, one. I've seen the new one. Uh, I don't think I've, yeah, I've seen the So other there's one. an original. And I watched that a ton of times as a kid. I don't, like, this is the stuff, like, we didn't have cable, right? So I grew up, like, out in the country. We didn't have cable. So what we had was a ton of movies just a giant amount of movies and my mom worked like swing 19, shifts, right? 1960 I, I think it's yes yeah, so yeah. we would we would there would be days where she would she'd work 12 hour days and so she'd have like three days off and if it was on a day that i had off from school or if it was break we literally would watch movies all day or if there was a snow day right uh like that that's like what we did. So I watched all of the Star Trek movies and all like all of these things. Uh, there's a great Star Trek, Star Trek four time travel. Right. <laughs> but for me, that time, that, that time machine movie and Bill and Ted's excellent adventure are probably my two favorite. And it's just because when they came in my youth, right? Like I watched that dumb time machine movie multiple times and then Bill and Ted, how, how like that hit at the right time as a child, for me to be like, hell yeah, this is great. They hang out with Napoleon and Abe Lincoln and Socrates, right? Or Socrates, Socrates. if you will. <laughs> Those are two of my favorites. How about, like, did I jog anything um, for yeah, you? Yeah, you know. Did you we, pull up a list of time time travel no, movies? No, I was to of, yeah, I am, I am. Uh, but I don't see anything here that is really... Uh, as you like maybe yeah. you like time travel i i i think i i, I don't think not even back I to the like future back to the future too you know what i was telling my students this the other day because they're like oh it's one of the only like 40 year old references that students oh back to the future i think my parents showed me that and they're like do you like back to the future rats you're, you're like that age and i was like yeah but honestly i might have seen back to the future in my life four times and that's a you, movie that most people have seen 40 times. Yeah. You know, have you, is it, is it, do you think that this is partly because of where you grew up, like being a military base kid and not growing up in the United States? Do you think that has anything to do with like time travel? Uh, well, I just, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like just, just be, how, how ubiquitous those, it is everywhere. The cultural like, touchstones of those films. Yeah, maybe it could be, it could possibly be it, you know, not there for all the McDonald's tie ins and, and, right. and things like that for sure. Uh, but I've, you know, there are cultural touchstones that i that i feel like i'm in so i would say like you know what funny wise austin powers it's got some good time travel stuff in it um i like uh, that's less time it, travel it, and honestly, more man out of time the, that's more man out of time right it's not time travel he gets, he gets to the time machine in like number two remember he oh you're right yeah, 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 time yeah. machine that's right um yeah. turtles in time Number three. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, and of the, movie, of the back to the futures, my favorite one is number three. When they go back to the old West, I know that okay. is what he's got the, got the Frisbee jokes and stuff in there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I feel like as a therapy session, I feel like I don't like time travel stories. Well, that's, that's interesting thing since we just read a time. Well, I guess, was the story that we just read a time travel story? And that's that's the question, right? And because right. she's not dealing with any of the problems of time travel. Well, yeah, and like you said, like just with the Austin Powers one, if we just take number one where he's like frozen in time yeah. or like Demolition Man, is it still right. like a time travel story? Demolition or Man. or oh, God, is the good. device which allows a person to what about time cop? move time of John Claude Van Damme? 
the yeah. muscles from Brussels. <laughs> what about Time Cop or the um, video game Time Cop? <laughs> uh, both, both things. Or what? No, the video game wasn't Time Cop. It was, or was it Time Cop? I feel like but there was a video game, right? Yeah, the light guns. Okay, I I see. So we just read Love Everlasting, which is less about the problems of time travel, and more about sort of like seeing things happen in different time periods right right it's the same person living out these things and that's why like when we talked about it, we talked a little bit about quantum leap quantum leap is time travel but not really time travel he's not going back in time to fix something in the future or he's not going back in time to like relive something right he's just living in many different time periods and i think that's what love everlasting is but when we talk about the sort of like you had mentioned the mechanics of time travel, the 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 different things we get, like the time travel travel trope that you can't see yourself. Don't go find yourself in another time. If you touch yourself, it's a time travel nexus. The world explodes, right? Or we talk about that sort of the butterfly, butterfly effect, right? You go back in time, you mess with something, you go to the future. Everything's everybody's a turtle, right? Or right. Whatever, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. So what? The Sound of Thunder, that Bradbury story. Right. What are your sort of like, what are the things that bug you about time travel then? To get in, to give Travis Ratz his his therapy session, what are the things that bug you? So talk Loki. Loki, I have not watched. Uh, I watched two episodes of Loki season two. Yeah. So like Loki really kind of put this into, I I was actually watching, I've been watching it week per week. It's it's over now, season two. So I know how it ends. Uh, And then there's a big time thing. With the timeline, it was a big... They, at least they turn it into an image. Like, they have a good image of it. But that whole season, I'm like, what? Like, I feel stupid. I go, you're purposely withholding elements to how time is working so you can reveal it as a... Do it as, like, a ex machina uh, yeah. in, in the end here. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know if that's... I don't know if I... Like, that if that gets me off as like an audience person where it's just like, okay, I don't know what's going on here, but yeah. Uh, at some point they're going to have something in there and then I'm going to be like, Oh, that's why. And then that's why. But when I'm watching yeah. it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You always have. Which is interesting Cause we yeah. just talked about how reading that Tom King book, that's okay. That he's withholding things. Yes. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. And it's the writing. I think it's the right, how you write it is, is what matters. Because right? I don't, cause I, I, I guess I, I, the way he's pacing his story is I don't feel like he's using that as a crutch to extend okay. the story. I feel um, like like that the mystery is built into itself. And honestly, it might not be a like a quote unquote time travel piece. It this might be right. like a mental thing. This could be uh there could be other uh aspects in it. We read a book last year. Remember the one uh, where the time guy Time before time? Yeah, it was very forgettable as far yes. as the title and the plot, but it did involve like them going to the future, and then he had to get a time machine. They went back to the mafia was involved on there. Yeah, um, remember the the Mark Millar Mark Miller one we read? Oh, Chrononauts, uh, Chrononauts, Chrononauts, Chrononauts Great. Was, Yeah, Chrononauts is solid. Fun. Chrononauts is solid on that because it was that was more about the science of time travel. Yes, right? It yes. was like not using time travel time, as a device. Like HUL's time machine. It's like, yeah. we are, no, the story is about time travelers and we are going yeah. to explore. I think Looper does that pretty well too, mm-hmm. the yeah. movie, because it, it's, the premise is like, we are going to pull the threads on time travel. 
and not right. time travel is going to be As a, a way to let us uh, throw surprises and twists in because we can just write it off as time travel. Well, I think I think when you're talking about Loki, and I've only watched a couple episodes of the second season, but I also think the problem with that is it's part of a much larger universe, right? So you get to use time travel as a device to go like, hey, remember this? Wink, wink, wink. We're going to go back and see this cool thing that we did. And I think that happens in Avengers Endgame, right? Where they go back in time so they can relive the Avengers movie. Right. So like I, it's, I, I recently... It's there, it's there to put a bow on the story to go like, hey, let's bookend the tale of the Avengers by going back and reliving parts of that first amazing movie. So right? I... I uh... Recently, just like I finished a couple weeks ago, the new book, The Reign of Marvel Studios. It's like a 600-page okay. book, which is super detailed, really well-researched about the whole thing. You know, it goes all the way back to the X-Men cartoon and toys, and then all the way to uh, recent um, Disney Talk Plus shows. And Kevin it, Feige, Kevin Feige just, can't can't do anything anymore. He doesn't. There's too much going on, they, so he can't control it. They talk about that, but they they bring up that whole aspect of you know Endgame, and like yeah. they said, they said in any writer's room, like the when you're in a pinch, the first thing they throw out to solve it is time travel. Yeah, that's like the first thing, and so they threw that out, and like time travel, and like no, we can't. Like, come on, dude. Like we're we're still in the pitch phase of this, and we're already throwing out time travel. But then yeah. they realized. Oh, this actually does work to allow us to have our limited set of characters, but the and so like that was a thing where it got brought up, and then they're like, absolutely not. Like that is the yeah. last thing we're gonna do. Then they exhausted all the other ideas, and then realized actually, as as cliche and corny as it is, time travel works, and it's done and it's done it's well in that. It's the most comic booky thing, right? Yeah. But I think what you're dealing with when you're talking about Loki is you're not only you're dealing with time travel, you're dealing with the idea of the multiverse, right? Yes. And you're trying to solve in the quantum verse too. Right. <laughs> you're you're trying to solve the the Pandora's box you opened with the multiverse because you can't do it forever because then what you're saying is there's no limit to your stories, you can tell them however you want. And nothing matters. Because if a character dies, they can show up from somewhere else, and that's okay in comic books. But in the in in film, you need you need stakes. So they opened up this Pandora's box in the Marvel universe with the multiverse and time travel, and now they got to like, oh crap! How do we rein that back in? How do we solve the problem that we created? And so you have to like do things that I think are either very tropey, or you're just using time travel to solve. You have to use it to solve the issue of time travel. Right. Is the story about, like, if you sit out as a writer or a storyteller and you're like, hey, I want to explore this idea of time travel, right? Yeah. And then you can bring up, like, that's why they, like, in Avengers, they bring up, like, Back to the Future. Like, Back to the Future, like, that's right. a movie, you know? Well, in The Flash, too, right? Like, the, the Flash movie does the same thing where they, you know, they're in a different timeline and they keep talking about uh, not Michael J. Fox as, um, as oh yeah yeah the other guy who was who the originally kid from started. the Fly Two yeah uh, yeah yeah why well, can't I remember uh, his name. Uh, yeah, I the mask um, not Jim Carrey the mask but the other one um, so I like I think you're right like you you've created this sort of 
time travel not to explore time travel, but time travel is a device to fix the problem that you've created yeah. in your storytelling. Exactly. And that like you that's where I I don't that's where I don't like it. And I feel yeah. that maybe in recent I guess it's always been, but I I I, I can I much more I can smell that coming a mile away now. Where so where let's, they have that like where they where they have that coming on you're like, "Oh gosh." You know, cuz it's almost like yeah. that whole idea of like that show Lost. Like Lost, right. you know, famously it's Wrote like itself in where's your corner, this man. yeah, where's where's it going in there? That seems like where they're going to do like I'm sure time travel was on the table at some point in that writer's oh, I'm room. Sure. And they're like, yeah. mm, let's just do purgatory. And you're like, okay, well, that <laughs> is the like two sides to the same coin. Right, right. Um, but I think I think you're right. When we think about like media and we think about like when I think of time travel stories that I like, there's stories that explore the science behind time travel, or they're the stories that like, okay, shit, I time traveled. What do I do? Right? Yeah. But not the time travel is the solution for the problem. Yeah. So I think like it when has you think to be about the, it has to be inseparable from the the plot itself. <clears throat> so you think of Terminator. Terminator, the idea is the only thing that got sent back in time was the Terminator. So there's time travel in it, but not really. The device yeah. is the Terminator went back in time to kill Sarah Connor, right? Mm. And that's the only time travel. But as that franchise gets bigger and bigger, the time travel aspect of it gets more important and we're sending people back in time and we're sending more Terminators back in time and we have to like and send them back. And they're using those, those uh, cliches to solve the problems of the future. Right. Instead of it just being like, oh, that's sweet. They sent somebody back in time to kill her, right? Like yeah. that's, a, that's a cool thing. Lone Wolf and Cub cool uh, with a, a robot Terminator, Terminator the 2, future. right? Yeah, yeah. Right? So like we we do that and I think that that's the interesting piece of it is like, you know, you're either using it as a device to tell an interesting story or you're using it as a device to solve the problem in your story. Uh, like a and kid think, in King Arthur's court. <laughs> right. That's a fun... <laughs> hey, look, that's time travel for the sake of putting someone in an interesting scenario. Yeah, a fish out of water. Whether it's... Fish out yes, of water story. Right? Great. Like, yeah. we had talked... Remember we were talking about our Conan, the bar, like our, our pitches for stuff, and like, yeah. wouldn't it be great if Conan just showed up yeah. in modern times and i think they did that and the avengers the comic book ended up having like yeah conan's here now i'm trying He's to do not- it. i got scraps of scripts with conan <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not using time travel i'm trying to i'm trying to find a way to get it without time travel you know that's i i think you just have to like i don't know you he comes out of the comic book or he you know someone yeah. bonks their head after, while they're reading you know robert e howard <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's not he's not really there. It's like a figment of their imagination. Yeah. Um, I feel like in bubble gum. Well, I feel like it would be like <laughs> or Encino Man, right? Like it right. feels very so that fish out of water part. I think is an interesting thing that time travel lets us do. And that's and that's and I, I, I think if you get that out of the way early, like Encino Man. Okay, the first. 15 minutes it's like hey we found a caveman that's been frozen in time uh captain america right uh yeah. frozen in time like the frozen to awesome powers right demolition yeah. man it's just a way to get a fish out of water story fish out of water stories are great and the the sense of time dissonance is key to that you know yeah uh black yeah. knight or whatever it is um but this sense of 
uh, creating these intricately looped things where you know what a big a big one that and I if wasn't you don't do a it fan well, it's bad. a big one that I wasn't a fan of and it won a bunch of Academy Awards was uh, everything everywhere all at once. I I will so people were like it's great I'm like well it looked cool yeah but I couldn't follow it in a way that I that made sense to me yeah and it's like well you watch multiple viewings I'm like I. I don't have time for that. Yeah, I, I go. I think it should stand on its own as a compelling story without so, having to we, collage yeah. together all the rules of this world. So in October we had we had Andrea on the show, and Andrea loves that movie. Thought it was great. I'm like, it was just weird. I don't yeah. like. I had a really hard time like getting into it. It was weird. It was cool looking. Yeah. The concept was interesting, but I didn't think the story was great. It was right? well done, but it wasn't engaging on a story level. The performances right. were good. The cinematography was great. The fight scenes were were cool, but the story itself was the thing that kept... Everything else was keeping me in. The story was pushing right. me out. Right, right. And I think that that's the problem when you, you either get con too convoluted with how this works, right? How does time travel work? How do we do this? And I think that was a thing when we were reading Time Before Time, how time travel worked and what you could do and who had power over time travel. Like that seems interesting, but it, if that outweighs your story, if you're spending too much time on the how of time travel and the rules of time travel and who can and who can't and what happens if you, I think that then you don't have a story. You have just a manual on time travel. Do you, do you, then there's several of these. Do you like stories that deal with like time keepers? This is kind of like a Loki thing too, where it's like the sense of like, there are people who are like agent. Sometimes it's agencies like men in yeah. black suits or things like that who are, I think, so we think about chrononauts, right? Like that yeah. was a great action story with people who have to make sure the timeline is okay, right? Mm. I think that's an interesting, I think whenever you have something like time travel and anybody can do it, you have to have, you have to have someone to Police make sure it. that things don't, that, that, yeah, that things don't get screwed up, right? So I think automatically that's a, automatically if everybody can time travel or if time travel is a thing, you have to have that agency. Right. right. And, and this is what the TVA is in Loki. Right. And they try to make it like this very down the middle bureaucratic government agency with like the black pens and like the, the wool suits and the vending machines. Cause we all yeah. like the, like the, like the MVD, the motor vehicle division. We, well, you know? we love the, we love the mon the, you know, the mundane nature of like, eh, it's just a job, right? In like, contrast to the extraordinary, unbelievable. Right. Right, right. So, I mean, we've talked before about how uh, give me a, a, you know, give me a comic book that's about the bureaucracy of X, Y, or Z. That mm. would be funny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the office, but, right? Yes. Or, you know, that sort of thing. But I think and it's been remember, done to death with time. Right. Now, exactly. So I, I think we, I, I would agree with you that I like a fish out of water time travel story. That's what Back to the Future is, right? Um, the stakes of, I mean, there are stakes in that. He does have to find a way to get home, but it's not about the trappings of time travel. Right. Right? Well, I think when you get too into the trappings and complications of time travel, then you don't have a, you don't have a story. You just have, like I said, a manual about how to time travel. Do you like a fish-out-of-water story where a present-day person goes to the past or a present-day person goes to the future, like Idiocracy or something like that? 
Um, I think, I think they give different stories, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the past allows you to like play with the idea of the character knowing more than anybody else, mm -hmm. which I think is interesting, right? So right. Back to the Future, right? You get to you play can turn with... a dunce into a genius, right? Uh, or if they're already really, really smart, you get to turn them almost godlike, right? Mm -hmm. This idea. Um, but then I also, I don't know. I think both are interesting ways to do it. I think the future one lets Dystopia. you, it's more sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, the future yeah. one's more sci-fi, yeah. right? You can either make the future the utopian air thing or whatever it is. The The past one lets you play with story. Yeah. When they go into the past, I think when they go in the future, it becomes far more, it's, sci it's more science fiction, right? Because right. you're making up, you're making up the future. Yeah, do you like uh, well like like Bill and Ted's is a great one too because yeah like they're idiots the whole time right? right and they bring all these people with them and they turn those people into idiots right, right? Like, like the people who are with them are dumber for being with them. I'm looking at some of these tropes on here and they have an interesting way. So we found this site that had a bunch of tropes and they get very specific butterfly of doom, changing the past, even in a minor way results in some terrible happening. Let me know if any of these catch your fancy catching well, up on history. That's... A character has to catch up on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I think that that's an interesting one. Um, the minimal change can affect everything, right? Like I think that's an interesting way of playing with i mean that's the multiverse right mm -hmm. there right like how you play with that and how you decide is that mean this is the only path or is it there's a million paths right right yeah and that and i think that lets you to and i think loki does that idea of like oh if we go here this is what's happening or we could go here and this is what like these are the different branches in time i think that lets umbrella you tell academy of, kind of does that a yeah. little bit as well yeah that lets you tell a bunch of different stories right yeah. that butterfly effect um but then it also convolutes time and i think loki's dealing with that when they go like oh my gosh we just closed all of these time branches and we just killed millions of people right universes of people are we okay with that right here's another one on here it's the trope of the uh catching up on history so a character has to catch up on what they've missed a la Captain America and the Trouble yeah. Man and, and things like that. Yeah. I always like those little montages on there. Right. I think that's I think it's an interesting way of like, one, you can comment on current events or you can comment on history. But right? now, now that they get too easy, now it's like the person will open a computer and watch like six YouTube videos and yeah. it'll be like a montage. <laughs> you see, you see Hitler in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you see the, the uh, moonwalk, moon landing. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see some like protests. You see Martin what about, Luther King, and then they're like, oh my God, history is violent, yet beautiful and touching. <laughs> what about alternate history, where things are different? So right now, I just like started Man watching- Man in the High Castle type thing? Right, The Man in the High Castle. Right now, I just watched the first episode of For All Mankind on Apple TV, which is the Russians land on the moon first. Okay, yeah. yeah. What's, it called, so, what's that called again? Uh, For All Mankind. Okay. So the, the Russians land on the moon first- and it's essentially like, what does that mean, right? Like the space race is going on during Nixon. They didn't land on the moon when they could have landed on the moon, right? Like the Russians get there first. Um, and it has like audio clips 
and real images of Nixon. And then they splice over someone doing a great Nixon impression, like talking about how I am not a crook. How did, how did the Russians get here before us? They're going to say it's, they're going to say Kennedy started this off Mm -hmm. and I screwed it up. Right. Like this whole sort of, if the president does it, then it's not illegal. (laughs) <laughs> but it's like a really interesting idea, but is that's not time travel. Right. But I think it plays you with think the idea that falls into it though. Like that I don't think it's time of... travel. No, no, no. It, it's also, it's alternate history. That's a whole different, alternate history. that's a separate variant episode podcast, which, I think which we will I, definitely do in the future. You, I'm going to tell you what I love. I love alternate history. <laughs> Me too. I think it's a, I, I think it's a blast because it lets you not only do future, but it also lets you do history. Right. It lets you kind of play with how things would play out. The Man in the High Castle. Um, I read one. I read a book, and I, I don't. It's not on the shelf near me, but it was really good. It was like, what if, um, what if slavery? It ends up this idea of like, there's only one state left that allows slavery, but slavery is only allowed by corporations. Like corp, like it ends up being voluntary servitude or like involuntary, Den- like indentured servitude, indentured servitude, but it's not really. And so like, there's a giant wall around can, I want to say it's Kansas or Oklahoma and they still have slavery. And it's like, it's uh underground, not the underground railroad, but it's like underground airlines or something like that. And so it's about how we get people out of like, how are we in modern times getting people out of slavery? It was a really interesting sort of oh. like, alternate history of like had slavery stuck around and it just became more and more like unacceptable and more and more like le- le- legislated. Yeah. And so the only, like it was a really interesting sort of take on it. Um, well, but those it, are, like, then, it, then you get to make parallels between like that and like tenure, you know, and things like that, you know, the sense well, of like security, like, job security versus, being exploited and right you know um all that it stuff. was a re- it was a really interesting sort of take on it um but those are the things i like i think that's partially because like i you know my degree is in history yeah right? like my say. degree is my degree is in politics and history so for me it's like oh yeah that's fun what would happen if right like that's an ex- i think that's a fun experiment too well i think i think you can there's no amount of nuance you can get to that i mean there are the big right. events like man high castles like what if you know germ germans won the war yeah, the Nazis and, win. Right. yeah. But you could you could go super like niche, right? Like what would happen if you know pick like a really like Bay of Pigs or something like that, yeah. you know? Which and then unfold it into its big, you know, right? Or this idea: things. what if so this for all mankind says, well, if the Russians got there first, we would not have stopped the space race. We got there first, or like, hey, we beat you, we won, right? And the Russian and, and the Soviet Union collapsed. But if the Russians get there first, do they like the idea that the space race doesn't end? And so we keep going further and farther and farther because we have to compete with the Russians. Yeah. And we 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 want to show the world that the America is better, not just because we got to the moon, but because I think in the fourth season they end up going to or third season they end up going to Mars, right? Like oh. the space race continues. So it continues oh, over time. Pushes and pushes and pushes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's a very interesting sort of way to do it. I, I watched something else that was like that recently too, and I can't remember what it was. Um, but I think that's a really I think I like that. And it's really, I guess it's not time travel, but it lets you play with the sort of butterfly effect. Well, right. here's here's another trope on here. This one you don't yeah. you, you don't see a lot, but they, I like how they label it. They call it clock roaches, and this is where changing the timeline causes an infestation of dangerous creatures. 
Mm. Right. The sense of like, hey, oh, you know, you went back, you changed something and you come back to the present. And now there's like, you know, like monsters and things like that. It's yeah. a way to kind of create a a monster movie with time. And I feel like that's a hat on a hat, honestly, sometimes. Uh, or I, so. And so I'm watching um, I'm not watching. I played the Final Fantasy seven remake. And part of that is these ghosts, these fates that direct like are directing time so when you go out of line of what your fate should be you have like these spirits kind of get in your way so you can't change time ah okay 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 i think i yeah and that's and a, yeah there's something there's a there's a movie yes i think that's, of it. That that's uh, a part of i it. know i that's what it made me think of where it's like hey like these like and, and you would see them like in the right. time when they're traveling through the time why you can't i think of what it is see now? the ghost like wrapping around the timeline, trying to get at them. What is that? I don't. Oh, it was multiverse. He did it in the. Remember, it was uh, multiverse of madness. Okay, it was Doctor yeah, 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 Strange. Yeah. Like the ghosts, the demons were trying to stop him from uh, like changing time. And then Marvel was like, "Ah, forget that. We can do whatever we want with time. There's no spirit stopping." <laughs> like, All right, here's some. But, uh, okay, so okay, some, no, uh, I, I, oh yeah, go yeah. Ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Tell, me gonna, tell me another one. Tell me another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, how about uh, char- uh, this is called Doctor Wamage. Uh, characters clearly inspired by Doctor Who and share similar time. Nah, I don't know. That's very specific. I've still never seen an episode of Doctor Who. Oh man, I like I like Doctor Who. Um, you know what? And and for me, like I guess it is time travel. It really is time travel. Um, Gabby and I watched a lot of what, what do they call Smith. his machine? The TARDIS. The TARDIS, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Gabby and I watched a lot of Doctor Who, the Matt Smith. I watched the um, David Eccleson. Is that his? No. Is, why can't I remember the one? In, there's like... Oh, you're asking the, guy the wrong from, person. The guy from <laughs> Thor 2. The Tenet? elf from Thor... Ten, no, 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 David, no, David Tennant. That is the second. Yeah, that's yeah. A, So when they read a Doctor Who, David Tennant is the second Doctor. I watched, I really liked the David Tennant one and the Matt Smith one. Those were really good. We watched all of, we watched like all of that. It's fun. It's B movie, right? It's time travel for the sake of like, let's be, let's do something goofy. It's never time travel. Like I've got to solve this, right? It's time travel. Like I'm going to help a normal person in the Victorian England because robots showed up now do you like a uh the the device that gets them to the past or future do you like that to be like a uh a certified like time machine or watch or do you like a goofy one like a phone booth or a tardis I, or i think either of them i think either of them kind of are funny in a way that like how do you it lets you play with something in a different way i think the phone booth in in uh Bill and Ted is hilarious, right? Yeah, because um, you can just cram a, people in there. And, and it's also, image. I mean, the phone booth is a play on Doctor Who's TARDIS, right? Like, it's it's the American version of it because it's a dumb, clear box. But the, the British phone booth is like a solid box that you can't really see into, right? That's what the TARDIS is, is a phone booth, right? Um, so I think it's a really interesting sort of thing because it's out of place all the time. Yeah, you think like a phone booth shows up in you know Victorian England, and that's out of time, right? It doesn't make sense. A phone booth shows up now in the year twenty twenty three, and it's out of time, and it doesn't make sense. It's a terrible, it's a terrible construct for it, right? But it's funny. I think you can either make it very very serious looking, 
right? Or you play on the goofiness of it. And I think that depends on like what your story is. Is your story supposed to be silly? Then you make the device silly. Is it supposed to be like hard sci-fi? Then it's my wristlet that has yeah. all of this intricate thing on it. Or it's the, <laughs> yeah, it's the, the helmet suit I have to wear, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or the glasses or things like that. Yeah, yeah or there's the whole trope of like, uh, if you don't do it right, then your future self is erased and you see people disappearing from things and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, what, what's happening? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like Back to the Future. You know, like headli- future, headlines right. will literally disappear. You know, yeah. I, in talking about it, I started off this conversation with having a real bug up my ass about uh, time travel. But like in discussing the tropes, there, you know, it's like, it's like, I guess it's like, Looking back at your relationship after you feel like you've just <laughs> broken up with someone, which has has been like this Loki two uh, season, yeah. um, and you only see the bad stuff, but then yeah. like you know some time passes, like twenty minutes of a podcast, and then someone <laughs> pulls out some photos of when you went to the fair and you were smiling yeah. and you were in the kissing booth, and you're like, you know what, it wasn't all bad times. It wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. <laughs> I but I you think it's such an interesting thing. To end, to put a bow on this conversation, why are we, as a culture, Regret. obsessed with? No, why are we obsessed with the idea of time travel? Because it regret. is because regret. It is we all have regret? things we regret, we regret and wish we could change. Or the escapism of going somewhere else. Or right? I wonder if I wonder if you broke it into nationalities. Uh, if there's mm. a number of stories, like does that hit on the explorer, like that Western, like, you know, Lewis and Clark American, like let's explore the unknown, like how many, front- yeah. for the frontiersman aspect of time travel. Well, you think of the idea. So we, I wonder if, I don't know because I, I haven't done any reading on it, but I wonder if like time travel stories are a, a Western American sort of, you know, European American sort of ideal just like when we think of like Japanese, uh, we think of like the, the amount of, yeah, like the vengeance, well, the vengeance yeah, and yeah. the amount of like monsters, right? Yeah. When you think of like Godzilla and all of, you know, the Power Rangers esque sort or going of back thing. To the folklore, the spider lady and all the right, stuff we right. were talking about, the cryptids. Right. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. As I'm like surrounded by, uh, I have, I don't, I've never really watched Gundam, right? I've never really mm. watched. I've like seen it as a sure. kid and I've, I've tried to watch it later in life, but I love yeah, giant robots and monsters. Yeah. And they're cool. Guns so are cool. I'm surrounded right now because during COVID that's like, I bought them on Amazon and built little, built little Gundam. So I've yeah, got all they got wings and big guns I've got, and build all my little Gundam guys. Right. So I yeah. have a bunch of little Gundam models all over the place. Um, I had posted one online and, and I, one of my Instagram friends was like, Ooh, is that so-and-so? I'm like, I've got oh, no, no idea. idea. My and, Gundam knowledge is so limited. I just bought it cause I thought it was cool and I wanted to build it. So <laughs> that's right. We might have to like hel- find like a Gundam anime or like what's the quintessential Gundam story and like I consume a, that. I have a Hello Kitty Gundam. That's a, that's, you don't need that Hello Kitty Gundam. You, I do <laughs> need this Hello Kitty Gundam. It's adorable and it's Hello Kitty and she's a Gundam. Um, but anyways, I digress. Folks, thank you for tuning in. 
Uh, Travis and I are going to figure out what our next books are. And then we'll surprise you with the next episode of what will those books are. Well, we got and... a stocking stuffer issue. Uh, Ooh, that's so, right. Next yeah. episode. Oh my God. I can't believe it's that time of year already, Travis, where we get to cram things up our stockings. I know. Down our stockings, into our stockings. Our next episode will be our annual stocking stuffer at comic book club, stocking stuffer edition, where Travis and I come up with a list of like five things mm-hmm. that we want. That's a reasonable number, Josh. Good. Good call. Yeah. I like De- that. Delicately. <laughs> is it normally five? What I think we we've, 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 yeah, we've done. I think when we first started, we're like, oh my God, there's so much stuff out here that I want. And now you're like, okay, did I already put that on my list? <laughs> yeah. So a, 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 a list of five things that we want, five nerdy things that we want delicately and gently put under our trees mm-hmm. uh, in the, in the holiday up our, season. Up our tree skirts. Up our tree skirts. Into uh, our stockings. So we hope that you tune in for it. It's going to be a good conversation. And on that episode, we'll talk about what books we've got coming in the future. So we'll cram our stockings. We'll talk about future books. uh, And then it's the holiday season. So, so thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, You can go to the website, comic season. season. Uh, So you can go to comicexposure.com, find all the show notes, all that stuff. We've got merch, all that good stuff. Uh, You can follow us uh, on your favorite podcast app, write it, write a review, rate us, whatever it is that you do on that one, a thumbs up, a heart, whatever it is, subscribe to the podcast, I guess. Um, And we'll see you next trade.